six sides of school I fatted no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey, welcome back to UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And we are back. We've been on a massive hockey road trip. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been on, but it's because we've been uh, not in the UK. We've been over in Canada. Yeah, and it's re- been really fun, right? Yeah. And um, so Finn and I decided to up sticks from here uh, over the holiday season and uh, take our uh, our kit and go and do some do a basically a hockey tour around southwestern Ontario. So we flew just after Christmas uh, to Toronto and uh, from London here in the UK to Toronto. And uh, the flight was interesting. Yep. We uh, probably pretty budget flight and uh, the movies were awful. Yeah. And uh, we ended up spending hours playing a game called Find the Hidden Object the most legendary game you'll ever come across. <laughs> it is more basic than like Pong or, or Pac-Man or something like that. Basically, you get presented on the little screen. So you have a little screen in the in the back of the seat in front of you. And uh, you get presented with a picture of like a, a kitchen. And, in, and then you get a list of things that you have to try and find that are hidden in the picture of the kitchen somewhere and every now and then they'll throw you a curveball of like dna but you have to find the word dna instead of like an actual thing of dna it's really weird yeah or it'll say like lights a fire and it's like a matchstick hidden in the picture somewhere or whatever but they'd like like for you because you're colorblind like they do stuff like they put like the picture of a heart on a like a strawberry but you said so, but you you can see it because it's two red things on the same thing right it's literally invisible <laughs> so lamest game um but somehow we managed to kill the time in an eight short hours touchdown at lester b pearson airport in Toronto and um, to our surprise there was not a flake of snow on the ground well the, there was but there were like the banks from snow the p- previous week so it had snowed in Toronto a bunch of weeks before Christmas uh, and they'd had quite a dump of snow but, but but the temperature went back up and by the time we got there everything had melted so you could sort of see a bit of the remnants of some old uh, snow banks and stuff like that but for most for the most part all the grass was green and all the roads were totally clear. There was no snow at all. Do you remember the one thing we did see from the uh, airplane, which was kind of cool when we were uh, flying in? Uh, oh, an, an ODR. Yeah, we saw one rink with kids playing on it. Yeah. In the as mid- we were flying in. Randomly cool. in the middle of Toronto somewhere. When we got low enough, we could see kids playing on an, on an outdoor rink, which was weird. So were they skating? Was it ice? Yeah. So in uh, obviously in Canada, for those of our UK listeners, um, in Canada they have what I would call a lacrosse box, which is an outdoor rink, uh, perfect for roller hockey and that sort of thing. So it has boards and uh, basically a, a concrete floor in it, and um, you can use that in the summertime. But in the wintertime, if you're lucky enough, you can put ri- you can put ice in there, and some communities do that, and it's their main uh, rink is a is an outdoor rink that's that's made in in a lacrosse box. And so we saw one of those as we were landing, and we could see kids skating around in there, and we were, like, hyped. Um, stepped off the plane, no snow at all, but it was cold. Yeah, it, we, we stepped off, and didn't we get there, like, in the evening or something? Uh, yeah, so we got there at about, and thinking about 5 or 6 p.m. there. Yeah, because I was going to say, our flight, we were meant to get there at 3, but it was delayed. 
delayed by an hour, which caused us a huge problem with the uh, car rental place. So we, so we get in there. It's cold. It's dark. It's cold. No snow. Uh, we got to drag our bags and half our hockey stuff. Oh, do you remember getting our skates on? For those people that ever wondered, can you take your skates on as carry-on luggage? So I've seen this question be asked on social media loads of times on uh, Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. And you always get different answers. And we can tell you for a fact what the answer to this question is. The answer to the question, can you take skates actually on the plane as carry-on luggage is? Yes, Yes, you can. So we um, the the caveat to that is is that you can't take the blades, obviously. So you need, you know, modern style trigger blade um, trigger release blades. And if you take the blades out and put them in your checked bag, you can take your skates on the plane. And for those of us that have so between uh, Finn and myself, we've got you know fifteen hundred pounds worth of skates or whatever they are. And uh, there's no way you want the airport to lose those, especially if you're heading to Canada for two weeks of playing hockey. So almost anything else you could deal with losing, right? If you lost your (laughs) shoulder pads, you could get some new ones. If you lost your sticks, it would be a bummer, but you could buy some new ones. But you can't lose your skates. And so the answer to the question, can you take skates on an airplane as checked baggage, as part of your checked baggage, the answer is yes. So anyway, coming back to we've landed at Pearson, we're coming off the plane, we've got a huge... Uh, checked bag that we picked up we've got our carry our carry-on bags with our skates tied onto the bags we got to get on a little shuttle train yeah to where some van picks us up some crazy guy in a van picks us up and (laughs) drives us to mississauga to where our rental car is meant to be waiting and uh, i'd had it all arranged we knew it was going to be winter and that there were probably probably snow while we were there somehow had it all arranged that we were going to get a jeep four by four uh, but when we got there, because our uh, plane was delayed by one hour, they had already given away our rental car. Which sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was not happy. I was grumpy and tired and uh, was furious. And in the end, um, they, uh, for the same price, they gave us an enormous Dodge Ram 1500 Hemi Sport, <laughs> Sport uh, pickup truck. With a huge flatbed and everything. It's, it's massive. crazy. Totally massive, but the perfect vehicle for rumbling around on a two-week hockey odyssey in Canada. So off we went to um, where our family is based in London, Ontario. And um, when we got there, uh, on the f- second... So that was, was that was there. We got there that night. And then, no, no, when we got there that night, we then watched the Leafs game. <laughs> oh, that's right. We watched the Leafs game. We, listened to, we started listening to it on the way in the truck. So it was the first... Oh, we did. We listened to it in the uh, uh, in the truck on the way down the 401 towards London. And luckily, just as we pulled in, it went the intermission. So we went in, took our backs to our rooms and... Jumped in front of the jumped TV. Jumped in front of the TV. So it was the first time in a, in a long time that either of us watched a live hockey game at a reasonable human being. <laughs> yeah. At time. So it just started at 7 o'clock or whatever, and, and we were in the truck, and then we were uh, at, uh, at my sister's house and um watch the rest of the game that was night one so it was nice had a few beers and that sort of thing night one in canada great night two however we had tickets to see the london knights yeah and, and another team which both you and me have followed uh for the last couple of years as well especially when uh they won the more the memorial cup uh when marner was still a london knight so that's, that's got to that, be a good few years that's right there. who else was with him there christian dvorak dvorak who yeah. plays saint I was going to say St. Louis, but I think he might have been traded. I don't know. I can't remember. So, uh, do you remember who the Knights were playing? Yeah, they were playing the Kitchener Rangers. That's right. So, Kitchener Rangers, 
who definitely weren't in that uh, league, I don't think, when I last lived there, which was a million years ago. Um, but yeah, so they played, London Knights played against Kitchener, and if you haven't been to see a London Knights game, so they're in the OHL, and uh, they play at the at Budweiser Gardens, and uh, yep. it used to be called the Labatt Center. They play at Budweiser Gardens, and I'm telling you what, that is a mother of an arena for an OHL team. It is huge. It It is the full NHL experience. I'm pretty sure that uh, there must be NHL rinks that are no bigger than that. No, there's got to be because, I mean... Um, it's we, humongous, we, right? Yeah. For, for an OH, when you think about an OHL team, and I know OHL teams are pretty well supported and that sort of thing. Um, but Budweiser Garden in London, Ontario, if you haven't been, it is it is as good as any other NHL venue that you might want to see. So we went there, um, and uh, New Knights jerseys, the, the lot, and uh, if beer's flying and that sort of thing. Do you remember the score? Oh, uh, it's like 7-2 or something. Did we win or lose? We lost 7-2. Yeah, we got blown out, which was a bummer. Just, um, ju- I'd just like to shout out to uh, Billy Moskal, number 76. He was the only guy I really wanted to score, and he, he scored, so I was pretty happy with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we're down with se- number 76. Those people that follow us know it's a family number. Pretty much anybody who in the family who um, plays in the team always grabs number 76 if we can get it. Uh, so we had our eye on that guy. He scored. Uh, but yeah, night two in Canada, London Knights game, uh, OHL, uh, Budweiser Gardens, fantastic. And we went to a uh, sports bar after, if you remember. Uh, That's right. And we had wings right yeah, after yeah, the game. Yeah, so wings are... I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, uh, you know, paint a picture that the UK is nothing like Canada, but wings are not necessarily a thing that you get anywhere. Whereas in Canada, they're pretty much on the menu. Absolutely, any place you walk into, yeah. you can get some wings. Um, so yeah, uh, we uh, went right across the street after the game, had some wings, a couple more beers, and uh, and that, and it was a great night. Uh, great to kick the trip off with um, some really fantastic hockey. Great seats as well, if you remember. They were great seats. Row 7 right next to the away tunnel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was <laughs> really, really good seats. Um, really great to see that game to, uh, to, to kick things off. Following day, um, walking you through sort of the, a bit of the Canada trip, um, I believe that we went to skating in uh, uh, Victoria Park. Yes. So overnight on the second night, though, it had snowed. And quite a bit as well. If a you proper dump of snow, I would say, um, for, uh, for in imperial measurement, it was a good solid four inches of snow, yeah. which to a Canadian might not sound like a lot, but for um, people that have been living in England for a while, that's a load of snow. That, that, four inches that, is a lot of snow to come in one night. That would would have paralyzed the whole of this yeah, I was going to say, in measurement, school would have been off in this country. <laughs> well, no, definitely. At school, everything would have shut down. People would have been running around screaming and crying <laughs> and uh, buying up all the bread that they could find. Uh, so, yeah, four inches, which I don't know what that is, uh, probably about, I'm going to say, roughly around 15, 15, 16 centimeters for you metric perverts. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, so it dumped snow overnight, which was fantastic. So we grabbed our skates uh, now freshly with the blades put back in them and uh, went to Victoria Park in our snow boots. So I think we missed a day because we went we we went went shopping for Sorrells. No, we didn't, get, we didn't get shopping for our Sorrells. We went to a big uh, Canadian company, Hudson's Bay. Oh, that's right. Hubs- um, Hudson's Bay. The Bay. The Bay. Uh, we have loads of blankets from there. That's uh, right. Our dog has a jacket from there. That's that's right. Um, and we were just walking through, and they had, like, um, 
like one pair of Sorel leather snow boots left. Yeah. And they're in my size and on clearance oh, that's sale. Right. And you got a super deal. Yeah, they're like 70 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So now we're plodding around in huge Sorels, the pair of us. Uh, no gloves, uh, but uh, a couple warm coats and some now some good old snow boots. And uh, somewhere t- towards the beginning of the uh, of this trip, we we went to Victoria Park in downtown London. They have a band shell there, and there's usually a festival and stuff like that. Uh, and so we went skating there. And yeah. So this is now New Year's Eve, is when this is because I think there's going to be a big party there that night or something. Yes, because we had we had lunch and then we had we went out for dinner as well. <laughs> it's amazing how your trip you remember in milestones of meals. <laughs> Of course, uh, why not? <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so the point about this is that so we we plodded through the snow, and anybody that follows us on Instagram has seen the picture. So we walked through the snow quite a ways to get to the big outdoor rink that's in Victoria Park, and um, here they do have outdoor rinks that they um, that they put out in the in in the winter time at various places, um, but they are literally tiny because they're made with that portable. So where if you want to slap up a, an ice rink somewhere, you can t- there's a whole out-of-the-box kit that you can put together. It freezes from the bottom. The whole thing sits on a platform above ground, and then there's ice over the top of that. And because it's so incredibly difficult to freeze um, ice here because it, it doesn't really go below zero, it's, it has to be quite small in order for them to stand even a chance of freezing it. Yeah. So, um, and then... So you get on that tiny sheet of ice here uh, with about a thousand other people that they sold tickets Oversold, to. Oversold, so, yeah. So, so you can't move at all. And uh, and that's about, I don't know, 15 pounds a head or something crazy like that as well. Yeah. And it lasts for about 40 minutes. Exactly. Whereas in, uh, in Canada, if you can find an outdoor rink, generally they're free. It's a public service. They put yeah. it out there for free. Um, I think that if remembering back to my childhood and things like that, they tend to try and do that to keep people from going on the rivers and, uh, and that sort of thing. So if they make a, a rink somewhere where it's safe and free, it keeps them, it, it de-risks the possibility of people going on ice that they shouldn't be on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, he, but this, the one in, um, Victoria Park in, in London, it was huge in comparison Crazy. so one of these little rental rinks that they get uh, portable rinks that they get going here you could fit at least four of those into the rink that they had there and uh so when we arrive nice old blanket of snow on the ground uh outdoor rink and uh huge outdoor rink and there was you and i and well, i'm gonna say about five other people on it exactly unbelievable totally unbelievable so as your first proper outdoor in the snow ice skating experience huge sheet of ice and uh, almost nobody there <laughs> it was amazing right it was totally amazing just uh such you know again you know just going over there and trying to get into the whole canadian experience and and play as much and skate as much as we can and here we are outdoors on a ring absolute bliss um uh, whole thing cut slightly short though yeah um because your aunt shana yeah <laughs> Her, uh, Dra- dragged her skates <coughs> out of the out of the garage from where they had been sitting for about how God knows how long five to a ten years or something, <laughs> yeah. something like that uh, the kind of skates that were um, I'm gonna say they they were ICM blades or something like that so they're white plastic with the the um, they're not tuck but they're the ones where the blade is pressed in and it can't be changed 
So if you change <laughs> yeah. that, the whole, the holder and the blade is all one piece. So they're not tube skates. They're not that old, but they're not far off. <laughs> and uh, the blades themselves were brown with rust. They were brown and they were Coopers. So they had like oh, they, were Cooper. they were like yeah. zero support as well. They were Cooper skates, and um, and they were rusted, including on the uh, cutting surface on the very bottom. Total rust as well. And I'm looking <laughs> at. I'm thinking those listen. Those are not going to work. No, <laughs> they're not going to work. Um, and uh, so she she came along for a skate, stuffed her feet in those, and uh, it was an unmitigated disaster. Yep. Uh, successfully connected a few steps, but it didn't look easy. It, it was. It, it looked painful as it well. Did. It looked like someone wearing, um, wearing a pair of hot buttered roller skates on a sheet of marble. Yep. And uh, so anyway, she wasn't keen, so we called it a day after a short skate and uh, went and got a beer instead, Canada style. And watched one of the World Junior games. Oh yeah. So um, backing up slightly, while we were there, the perfect timing was the World Junior Championships were on. Uh, which meant that there was not only were we there trying to play hockey and watch live hockey, um, also there was great hockey on the TV because NHL in full swing and the and the World Junior Championships were happening in the Czech Republic. Yep. Uh, which, which oddly, of course, we have to go all the way across the world to be in the even worse time zone for watching uh, games than before. Is it? Or no? Yep. No, actually, nope. it would have been better because otherwise... What time would they have been here? I don't know. Anyway, the games were on at about uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon there. one Between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the uh, afternoon. Yeah, it, it was 1 or 3, depending on the time, because face-off at 7 there is like 1 over where we were, and yeah. face-off at 9 there yeah. was 3 where we were. So we'd been watching and following Canada in the uh, in the tourney, and uh, obviously Canada had done really well, with the exception of one team, uh, Russia, who blew us out. 6-0. Six, six I was going to say 7-0, so 6-0. A total blowout, which was um, at the time that it happened, because that sort of came halfway through the through the first round or whatever. Yeah, it looked it it looked bad for us even getting through. It was second game. Uh, yeah, because well, we beat right. we beat USA. That's right. Then we lost to Russia. Got blown out. Well, we let's got blown be, out by Russia. Fair, got blown out. And then by Russia. USA beat Russia. Yeah. So then the then there day. was hope, right? And we're thinking maybe it was just a you know just a, an anomaly or whatever. Maybe it was just a, a weird jinx. And so uh, play, played some more good hockey and uh, somehow ended up... Uh, who do we play in the uh, semi or whatever? Do you remember? Oh, uh, Finland. Finland? Yeah. Finland. So won that game, but that was, you know, there's some loads of controversy in that. I, I have to say, the refing in the tournament was shocking, right? Oh, the last game. <laughs> oh, just to, in the <laughs> tournament in general, there was some really shocking refereeing going on. Uh, the Finland win was a... A fairly controversial one, and uh, but one thing led to another, and uh, eventually we knew that it was going to be us versus Russia in the final. And let's park that there for a moment. We'll come back to that. By the way, do you remember where we were when we were watching the Russia game and what we were doing? The first Russia game or the, the first Russia game? Uh, I don't remember. We were at the Upper Thames Brewery, oh, playing yes. cr- playing Crokinole yeah. and listening to live music oh at the God, same yeah. time as if well. It, if it could get more Canadian for Canadian listeners, you're just going to love everything we have to say here. So. We had gone to a place called Woodstock, Ontario, home of Jake uh, Muzzin. Jake Muzzin, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Jake Muzzin of the Leafs from Woodstock, Ontario. Uh, my mom used to live in Woodstock as well, at very near where I grew up in Stratford. And uh, went to Woodstock, new brewery there called Upper Thames Brewing. Fantastic place to go if you're in southwestern Ontario. Find Thames, uh, Upper Thames Brewery and go there. It's, it's amazing. Uh, great beer, great people, great food. 
And they, instead of, you know, when you go into a, a pub or something like that, and they've got some games on the side, some crappy old games, yeah. that, you know, somebody donated and somebody's old Connect Four or something like that. They had some beautiful handcrafted wooden crokinole boards. Which I've never played before. You know, I don't think you've ever seen it before. You showed me a picture. Oh, okay. There and you I go. didn't know what was going to happen there. I didn't know how it worked. It was like <laughs> it was like a hexagonal board with pins. And I'm like, yeah, that that seems great. That. Yeah, that looks awesome. That, that, yeah, that looks almost as good as Pong again. <laughs> yeah. But turns out really fun, right? It's, and uh, yeah, I think it must be a French Canadian game. The name sounds French to no, me. Yeah, it does. And I've never seen it anywhere other than in Canada. Although I'm sure that they uh, probably play it elsewhere. But who knows? It's the only place I've ever seen it. Crokinole uh, boards on the side. So here we are drinking paddles of lovely IPA. For you, they had uh, they make their own. They even make their own draft root beer and had root beer on tap, there. which is the best thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. Something for everyone. Um, Upper Thames Brewery. And uh, anyway, so we spent the day watching the Russia game, which was on TV, and um, and drinking uh, beer and playing crokinole. And listening to live music, which was mainly just Canadian songs like Weekends. That's right. So as soon as the game ended, a guy came on, one man band with his guitar, and uh, yeah, was playing Tragically Hip and all sorts of, of classic things. It could not have been a more Canadian moment. It was crazy. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, no, totally awesome. You're right. So that's where we were for that Russia game. Now, I'm trying to think where we are on the trip. So it had snowed enough overnight that, that night that um, there's a place outside London called Bowler Mountain, which is not really a yeah. mountain. It's more of, I think it's like a garbage heap that has been, over time, has been like covered over with dirt and grass. Yeah, it's like the backtrack before we go too into that. Yeah, go on. So if you remember, our skate was on New Year's Eve. Oh, oh, that's right. And then New Year's night, we went to this crazy restaurant that's right. on an airport. That was at the airport. Yeah. It was at the airport. Uh, this is in London. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but yeah, we went to New Year's Eve with a, with a bunch of friends to a restaurant, really uh, really uptown, swishy place. But it was at the airport in what seemed like a like a, a business, an office building or something. Yeah, because they had like a, almost like a lobby with like leaflets and stuff. And then you'd walk around the corner and it was this amazing restaurant. It was like the airport offices were in there and this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, no, that was really good. That was really good too. So coming back to Bowler Mountain... A uh, place outside London, Ontario, big enough that they've got like a couple of ski lifts and whatnot there. Uh, none of those were open because it hadn't snowed enough, uh, and not it wasn't even cold enough for them to make snow. They had a few snow cannons there, um, but what was open was their tube run, which is also amazingly fun. <laughs> it was incredible. I, in the beginning, I thought it'd be really lame, and we turned up there, and uh, here it is. There's a sort of I don't know what you call it, travelator, which, you know, you know one of those things in the airport? Snow, a snowboard lift. Yeah. That's what they called it. Uh, it wasn't? I don't know. It was like... Snowboard lift for if you're learning at a snowboard, I guess. Because yeah. a snowboard lift's the same as a ski lift. No, that, it's, it's the, like... You stand on it and it moves along. Yeah, it's like the indoor like ones belt, you get. Yeah. A big belt thing that you stand on. And uh, so it's big enough you got to stand on that with your tube and it drags you up to the top. And then what they've, what they've essentially got is four luge runs that are sort of like dished out so you can't come out of the run itself and they're in a straight line with a huge drop and the drop is so you get going so fast down there yeah. uh, that not only do you almost shit yourself but also <laughs> they have to have an equal like uh, hill going up the other way to try and take the speed out so you with like, like sacks and nets and 
carpet and just stuff to try anything and slow to you try down. and throw you down for sure because you get going so fast that if they didn't have this uphill at the end you'd, you'd end up running out in the, into the like th- across the road into the next county kind of thing. <laughs> yeah uh, n- possibly never to be seen again <laughs> and so it was hilariously fun we went with um one of my old pals john barrett and uh and his sons were there too and uh great day tubing and uh, somewhere in there, we stopped into our fr- uh, one of our favorite uh, sport stores. Certainly, our favorite Canadian sports store. Yeah, Herms uh, Sport Exchange. Herms Sport Exchange. Yeah, in uh, in London, Ontario. We talk about it every episode. We always mention it at the end of the podcast because these guys are fantastic. This isn't a chain store. It's just a big, fantastic. If you're into hockey uh, in the winter and you're into playing ball in the summertime, this is the place to go. They're so lovely and nice in there. And so we're in there, sniffing around, and uh, up pop, pops uh, Jim, uh, one of the guys from Herms, and uh, gives us a couple staff caps, some nice Bauer caps, and uh, some uh, toques as well. Yeah. A couple toques. Both really nice. Recognized us straight away. Hey, you're the UK Hockey Fam guys. Fantastic. So nice. Such a nice guy. Uh, and so we had a mooch around in there looking for stuff. You know, we just wanted to go in and have a look around. Uh, and what we spied... Uh, was almost beyond belief so backing up again to um, (laughs) equipment and talking about um, our sticks uh, we also tend to do a shout out to true uh, for true hockey um, because true hockey back in the day when when um, uh, some of uh, the younger people uk hockey fan were getting into hockey and whatnot they were really great to us and sorted us out with a bunch of gear um, including some sticks and we've all used true sticks since and so I generally use the XC9 series. You've been using the XC7 series. Yep. Uh, and we've got XC5s here and all sorts. And A-series sticks here as well. Yeah. So we got loads of, of true sticks. They can't be beat. If you haven't converted yourself to true yet, you should at least try one. I'll tell you now. I've used I'm used them all, and true sticks are where it's at. Anyway, we're standing in the Herms, and uh, I'm wondering, hmm, I wonder if they got any true sticks in here. And I look, and lo and behold, they don't just have true sticks they've got true pro sticks pro stock sticks so uh not to be confused with anything that you might you know just to clear up the confusion that you know there might be a pro series stick or whatever else but as most people that play hockey know pro stock sticks are sticks that were literally produced for a particular nhl player uh they uh, they make a batch of, of sticks usually for the season so a new model of stick comes out mitch marner is a guy who uses true sticks for example so new season new stick with a new graphic out they produce a huge batch of them just for mitch it's his flex and his curve and everything else his name on the stick yeah and uh, they produce all those for mitch is like right here mitch um i don't know there's 80 games this year let's say that you're going to go through two sticks a game and we'll throw in a bunch more extra. So here's 150 sticks to get you through the season. Yeah. Right? Season comes to the end, and he hasn't used 40 of those sticks or, or 10 of those sticks or whatever else because they give them away. You see them at the games and whatnot. They give them away. So somehow that overstockage of sticks that were made for a pro player sometimes make their way into actual um, places where you can buy them. And uh, lo and behold, here in Herm Sports, they had a bunch of pro stock uh, true sticks. Yeah. Both of us were like dreaming. <laughs> yeah, especially me because you know Mitch Marner is right-handed, I'm right-handed, so you know. So you're looking and you're thinking, I wonder if there's some Marner sticks here. And sure enough, they had a couple Marner 
Pro Stock sticks actually produce four Mitch Marner. Say Marner 16 on the shaft of the stick. That's it. So um, our eyes almost bugged out of our heads, and we knew that we wanted to uh, come back and get a couple of those. And uh, and so, um, well, let's cut to, uh, cut to the quick. In the end, we ended up buying, uh, getting a, a, getting them super dirt cheap. Herms let these things go for pennies. They're always so helpful and useful for us. They're just such great guys. Um, so they set you up with a set of Mitch Marner Pro Stock True Sticks, which you've now got. The XC9. Yeah, True XC9, but they're the brand new XC9 graphic. The new XC9 graphic. Mitch's curve, Mitch's flex, Mitch's name on the stick. Mitch's height, which is perfect because me and Mitch are the same height. The only other way to get a Mitch Marner stick like this is to actually have it handed to you by Mitch Marner. Exactly. And so now you've got a pair of matched, brand new XC9 Mitch Marner Pro Sticks uh, set and ready to go for hockey starting in starting this weekend. Or, well, tonight. Yeah, about an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've got hockey practice tonight. Uh, so that was fantastic. Um, as always, a huge thanks to Herms for setting us up with those sticks. Um, we so we went tubing. We we're talking about going tubing, and um, in the meantime, uh, we started to look around because we knew we wanted to see if we could um, rent the ice. So w- many, many times on the podcast, um, we've talked about, in my opinion, the the biggest problem with ice hockey as a sport here, not moving beyond where it's at not being a much much more accessible and um and uh you know m- more played sport not not you know why it isn't bigger than it is it's just simply down to lack of ice time yeah if you increased people's ability uh to access ice f- to play hockey uh the sport could really take off here because there's no lack of interest the problem is is that most communities don't have an ice rink, and where they do, it's almost impossible to get on that ice rink. Even if you're on a team, it's tough. Um, so, for example, at the moment, uh, you are playing on uh, Oxford Junior Stars, uh, and for the uh, you're 15 years old, and you have to go on the ice at 8.45 at night. Yeah. I'm playing for a new team, uh, big up to new a new Oxford team, the Oxford 84s, um, and we practice at 11 p.m. on a Monday night. About to become 12, whatever it's meant to be. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to shift to 12 for a bit, and then I think hopefully coming back to 11. But anyway, the point of the matter is that's being on a team. So already knowing about the sport and having kit and being registered with a league, you can still barely get on the ice. Exactly. If you're starting out or interested in thinking about it and whatnot, impossible. It's impossible to get just go out for ice. Other than, um, you know, guys like the 84s and um, and I think around here there's some other uh, beer league teams and whatnot that'll just, if you want to come out and have a go, they don't mind. But in general, your normal person who doesn't know much about hockey and just wants to try, there's almost no avenue into hockey for you. Um, there are some learn-to-play programs around that are aimed mainly at little kids and that's cool. They're very few and far between, though. And, um, but in terms of, let's just say, you wanted to rent the ice and go skate around and shoot a couple pucks, it is literally impossible. Tell us why it's impossible to uh, rent the ice and play hockey. So if you can even find the ice time, it's crazy amount of money. It's like 200 pounds or something at least. Yeah, I think it's like 200 pounds an hour, somewhere around there. Um, and you also have to have every player registered onto a league. That's uh, right. You have to have a level two coach with you. On the ice. On the ice. And then like it, and then you'll and, and then pay. everybody has to be in full kit exactly, and uh, and you have to pay extra for insurance just in case anything happens to you or yeah, something as yeah, well. Yeah, there's some weird insurance policy. So it's it's unbelievable. So even if you wanted to, 
unless you, every player that's going to go step on the ice is in full kit and is registered with a league and has insurance and you've got a level two coach in the ice, you can't even go on the ice with a stick and puck. It's impossible. Which is crazy. So when we were over in Canada, to make the point of, of showing how different the culture is there, um, I wanted to um, see if we could just rent the ice, just the two of us, and go and play some hockey so that we could post on Instagram and show everybody how easy it was. So um, my sister, um, Shauna, who works at uh, works for um, uh, the, the, I think it's sort of like the, she works for the government in, uh, uh, in around Dorchester, Ontario, which is not far outside of London, um, goes to their, their, their rink, which is almost new. It looks like it's a really new facility. It can't be very old. Oh, yeah. It's huge. I think it, uh, there's, there's a main arena that seats about 1,500, and then there's an ice pad um, attached to it on the side. So you, there's two, two sheets of ice there. Which already is crazy because, like, that, that's almost spoiled. I mean, their, their main rink is bigger than the rink at Oxford. And then they also have another, like, full-size rink that they call the ice pad just because it has no seating. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean, this is a community, um, I'm going to say it's around, I don't know, 7,000, did we determine? About 7,000 people, something like that? Yeah, five, 7,000 people. I could, I could be way off. But, listen, it's not many people. And they have this huge, beautiful new arena. Two ice sheets in there. And uh, so we go in and we're like, hey, uh, you know, we haven't brought all our kit or anything. We've just got skates, gloves, and sticks. Um, and there's only two of us, but, uh, would we be able to rent the ice? And they're like, oh yeah, of course. If it's available, you can have it. And, uh, <laughs> including the main rink, <laughs> including the main rink. And they're like, which one do you want? The pad or the main rink? And, and we're like, what's the difference in price? Oh, there's no difference. Yeah. And so in the end, we rent the main rink, 1500 seater rink. Um, and it was the equivalent, I'm just thinking it was the equivalent of about 28 pounds an hour total yeah around about maybe slightly more uh i don't think so based on the exchange rate that i changed my money out on the way back okay about 28 pounds we'll call it 30 pounds for an hour for the two of us to skate in an entire arena and they even uh the zamboni came out to to uh flood the ice and, and cut the ice just for us <laughs> just for us included in the price out we go into the ice they put the put two uh nets out for us and uh there's me and you with a bag of pucks, no helmets, no pads of any variety, no insurance, no league, none of that rubbish. No coach. <laughs> I'm out there with a with an old woody stick that I found in in uh, and jeans <laughs> in uh, in Shauna's garage. And yeah, the first day we were, I was in jeans. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played hockey in jeans since I was a kid on a <laughs> pond somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and there we are on the ice. We got the whole arena to ourselves. We almost didn't know what to do. It was crazy. So we tried, we skated and had a million laughs, ran some drills, did some, you know, some shooting practice, loads of passing practice, skating practice, stopping practice, all the things that you never have time for if you're in a league team here and you get one hour a week for, for practice. All those little things that you want to work on and you never get a chance to here because you get literally one hour a week. Yeah. And it's amazing the difference. And, and so we worked on a couple of things around passing and things like that, where in an hour, if you're working on that thing, when you're completely focused on that thing, it's amazing the improvement that you can experience in one hour of working on that thing. Whereas if you've only got one hour a week and you practice with a team, and this is no knock on any team because it's, they're all the same. And let's say you're on a team and that team um, is going to run a bunch of drills. And so you're on there for one hour and um, 
and you're with all you're with 30 other kids that are on there or people and um and so in the reality of it when you think about it you're standing around for two-thirds of the time waiting for your turn right that, exactly that yeah is, yeah that is definitely the reality so you know somebody sets up a drill you get in the line and um and if you someone had a stopwatch and they clicked it every time that you started actually skating and then clicked it again when you stopped you'd find that two-thirds of your time you're standing around literally doing nothing so in your one hour of ice time a week here you get maybe 20 minutes of actually playing or practicing yeah so when you have an hour where you can really you really want to work and focus on something it's amazing the improvement you can achieve over just your sort of 20 minutes in an hour stop start you know whatever so it was really great and really amazing and if you haven't seen it yet check out our instagram account uk hockey fan we're on there we put some videos on there we uh we put some still photos on there it was just incredible in fact we were even doing like full length shootout and things like that to see if yeah. we could score yeah, from, yeah. score from one goal line to the next things that you would never ever get a chance to do in uh, in a normal practice so absolutely fantastic um the next thing we know, though, is uh, the whole time that we were there, we were only hoping that we might see a Leafs game, right? Yeah, it was kind of up in air because uh, Leafs game uh, of every team is expensive to go to, right? Sold out every game. Uh, so well supported because Leafs Nation is absolutely in huge and crazy. Insane <laughs> people yeah, yeah. That will pay any price to go to a game. And uh, so we knew Leafs were playing three times while we were there. Somewhere in our minds, we're thinking somehow by hook or by crook, we want to get tickets and hopefully see a Leafs game. We put out an all call on our social media, on both Instagram and Twitter, and we had some great people respond. Um, I think Steve Dangle liked and, and retweeted our, our request for tickets. To, we were reaching out to anybody that might be able to help us get tickets. Um, one of the nicest guys um, that you'll ever come across is uh, Dart Guy, uh, who also goes by the Twitter handle and Instagram handle of Leafs Maz. Such a nice guy. A huge, huge Leafs fan, and I think he's a scout for a, t- a hockey team in Ontario yep. as well. Totally nicest guy. Comes back to me straight away uh, in a private message and says he thinks he can get a handle on some tickets. And uh, and sure enough, he, he found some tickets that somebody had, um, but it were it was on a night that we couldn't make because we were going to a Knights game. Yeah, I think. It, was it, was the, the same, it was the Knights game night. It was night. the same night. Um, but such a nice guy, and thanks again, um, Maz, for, for trying to help us out there. In the end, we got steered towards these, these uh, a, a pair of tickets, to make a long story short, that we ended up getting super cheap. Somebody helped us out and uh, and got them super cheap, and they were amazing seats. Um, and so we're going to the Leafs game. We're going to Toronto. So we've been in London, in around London, Ontario this whole time, and now we're going to Toronto, and uh, we're going to see Leafs play against the Islanders, right? Yeah. And... Um, and so you got to make a day of it if you're going to Toronto, because if you go to Toronto and you're going for a, for a Leafs game, and you don't live in Toronto and you're not from Toronto and you're going to see a Leafs game, there's one other place that you must go to. The Hockey Hall of Fame. The Hockey Hall of Fame is located in Toronto, Ontario, not very far from Scotiabank Centre where, uh, where the Leafs play. It's not a million miles away. Short Uber ride if you're uh, that way inclined. And uh, so anyway, we uh, also um, got tickets to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And so we went went along into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and uh, I'd never been, uh, even having grown up in Canada, I've never been to the Hockey Hall of Fame before. So it was a first for me. Um, wh- what are some of the things you remember about the Hockey Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, there, I mean, it was amazing, right? It's literally a hockey fan's dream, hockey player's dream, right? Even if you're not too into the NHL, it's great to see the best of the best. It's not just full NHL. It's literally Hockey Hall of Fame, so they have like 
World Juniors, World Championships, Olympics, women's hockey. Yeah, the everything. Whole lot. I'm going to say that even if you were a current NHL player, you'd be blown away in there. Exactly. I mean, the but, stuff that's in there is incredible. Like a couple of the like standout things, obviously. I mean, we 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 uh we can talk about the cup in a minute. Yeah, yeah. We, so we so we've seen all the cups. Uh, we we saw all the like uh, awards you can get. So we saw the Hart Trophy. Obviously, saw the Stanley Cup, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but one of the two big standout things is that they have the Montreal Canadiens dressing room. Say that but again. Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> That's how they say it. <laughs> I don't the think Canadians. anybody says it like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, if you say I think it's the French. Canadians or Canadians. the Canadiens. Okay, sure. I'd stick with Canadians. Canadians. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but they ha- it's, it's a dressing room full of all the legends that have played there. So, we, so we, uh, if you've seen our Instagram, you've seen uh, you uh, with uh, Harry Morenz and Maurice Richard uh, jerseys hanging out. Well, they're literally uh, sweaters because they were literally wool. Yeah, so this uh, so so just quickly, what what you're talking about there is that one room they've set it up to to be exactly like a hockey dressing room would have been at the Montreal Forum, I believe. Forum, yeah. Um, uh, you know, back in the day that when Rocket Richard was playing, so it's like really old wooden changing room with period skates and gloves and everything else and it's all set up as if they're and then they're all their jerseys are hanging there you know i'm almost getting choked up just thinking about it now yeah it it is like you step back in time and you snuck into the dressing room of the montreal canadians back when rocket richard was still playing and uh in one corner as 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 uh coincidence would have it uh, there was uh, Rocket Richard's jersey, and then hanging beside that on the same corner is Howie Morenz, as you mentioned. And of course, Howie Morenz, for those of uh, for me that grew up in Stratford, he's known as the Stratford Streak. And there's even a Howie Morenz Drive is the name of the road beside the arena and everything else. I mean, it was an incredible, incredible moment for me. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the names of the other guys that were uh, uh, jerseys that were there. Jacques Plant. Jacques Plant was the goalie. Uh, Patrick Waugh. Dryden was Dryden was also there. Was there? So so it wasn't like period correct they just had like these amazing jerseys hanging yeah, there um, Jean, um Guy Lafleur Boulevo Boulevo yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Guy Lafleur Guy was there um, Yvonne Cornway Cornway was there oh it was amazing it amazing was, like, and that's wh- one tiny bit of one tiny little room of, uh, of the Hockey Hall of Fame and then they have the brand new the brand new exhibition which I believe was new to 2020 was the um, Gretzky Howe that's um, right. What do you call it? Night. Uh, oh, uh, exhibition. Yeah. Exhibition. Yeah. So you literally have a TV screen with like how highlights Gretzky highlights when he got the 800 second goal. Yeah. When he had his five point night to get 50, 50 goals or whatever. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was called games. It was called a. Uh, it's called nine and ninety nine. Nine and ninety nine. Yeah. And uh, and you know any of the one of these places I could have just sat with my jaw hanging open. All day long, I could have. Yep. There's so much to see and do in there. It's just incredible. They uh, ha- they also had the goalie masks. The goalie of goalie masks. Goalie mask display, which essentially walks you through the time from when the goalies crazily didn't wear a mask at all, and then wore like some weird little like essentially bands of plastic. And then the the pretzel mask as well. Pretzel mask, something just made of like fiberglass resin or something that probably hurt more to get hit in the face with a puck <laughs> than than not wearing anything. Not wearing anything, yeah. Uh, all the way through, all the famous goalies, Paul Matier's in there, Grant Fuhr's in there, yeah. um, I mean, uh, Dryden's in there, uh, loads of modern goalies were there too, I'm trying to think of some of the other, I mean, if you, you name a goalie, a famous goalie, and, and his mask is in there in that room, it was amazing. Um, they had a, the shootout game, so the interactive oh, shootout thing. They, they had two of them, so the cool thing was that they had two of them, they had a goalie one, 
where you were the goalie and they like you'd get given a a glove and a blocker and then like a really old wood stick or that's whatever. That's right. That's right. And, and someone um, would shoot on you. Yeah, and it'd be like a it's like a video game screen. So when you go to those like golf simulate simulator kind of things. That's right. Um, and then the players would come in on you and it shoot a puck out of the board. Yeah, and but a physical have, puck like actually an actual, shoots like out a, of a hole. Like an actual puck. I know. Shoots out so of a cool. hole and you have to try and save it. And uh, that's the, it. So when we were there, um, it was this fierce matchup between um, Ovechkin. Oh yeah, yeah. And some hockey mum. <laughs> exactly it's so funny some kid shea weber as well <laughs> some kid was there waiting his turn like and his mom was determined to go first like and she yeah. was clearly a full-on hockey yeah mom, yeah right? i'm thinking 40 something and you know wearing a hockey boosters jacket and that sort of thing she's like i'm having a go at that grabs a stick she's in there with a blocker and the stick this hockey mom uh catch her up in the whole thing ovechkin goes like bar down or ovechkin goes bar down on her she saves it <laughs> Uh, Shea Weber, I think, got one past her, but barely. You know, she was not getting. <laughs> it was you know, so funny. She was not getting made it's a fool. The best. Of. Amazing. So, um, uh, so there was that one, and then what was that? Then? And then they had the uh, shooters one, which is the same thing. So, as I said, in go- reverse. Yeah. So it's as I said, golf simulator. You literally shoot at a screen, and you're on a goalie. Um, and if you remember, it broke just before my oh, go. Oh no! And it like glitched and looped and looped and looped and for like five minutes. I thought this is just minutes, our luck. Like, it's broken. Like we would have been waiting for like 15, 20 minutes. As 15, well. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, for 20 that years. moment. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. So anyway, they rebooted it back up. You get up there. They hand you a stick, and then you got a bunch of pucks. And who should turn up in the pipes? But Carey Price. <laughs> Carey Price. So also, you don't know who's going to turn up in the in the goal until you like stand up there and they give you a stick and whatnot. So they have a few different goalies there, and uh, sure enough, Finn steps up to take a few whack a few pucks, and uh, Pricey turns up, which is great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So in the end, it turns out he's a bit of a sieve. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we were. We, it was like some of it wasn't perfectly calibrated because because uh, you have a video and there's one where it clearly goes in and then it says it goes off the post or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it wasn't perfect, but it was good. Fun. It wasn't perfect. It was really fun. I good mean, I, I got more than anyone else, so I felt pretty good with that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there was all that. There's so much to see in there. Uh, the they, the two the two last things I want to mention. They had um, bubble hockey. That's right. We played one, again, one thing. Again one hockey. thing I have never played ever. It's not a thing here at all. Um, and then the other thing there was... There is one bubble hockey There is one, table. and it's in... Uh, Puck, it's Puck Stop, right? Puck Stop in uh, Sheffield, they in the shop. A, they, they got have a, bu- a bubble, bubble hockey, hockey game in there. Yeah, and that was really fun and really cool, and I really enjoyed it. I wish they had. I wish we had one. Yeah, me too. Um, but the other thing, they literally have the Hall of Fame, as in, like, the actual hall with all the names and the people, that's and the year right. that they have, and every single person. That's, that's right, because the thing about the, the Hockey Hall of Fame is it's, in my mind, I thought, oh, okay, you always hear about people getting, each year you hear, hear about people getting inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, most famously, like recently, um, Haley Wickenheiser and people like yep. that, right? A- amazing uh, hockey superstar. And um, and so I sort of thought it was around, surrounded the people that have been inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. But of course, that's not it. It's a, it's a museum of hockey, part of which is, there is literally a hall with people in is it. Is dedicated to the people who've been inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And so that's just one wall in one hall uh, where there are plaques, essentially, yep. um, with people's names on them. The, uh, all the inductees who've been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it's a really interesting mix of characters. Um, quite a few people I'd never heard of. And, um, and a real mixed bag of people. It's like, oh, God, they're in the Hall of Fame? And, uh, so, and then they'd be like, you'd see Gretzky. And it's like, of course Gretzky's in here or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then there's loads of people that you can think of that you'd think, oh, that he must be in the Hall of Fame, and uh, they're not. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So for whatever means, because there's a lot of coaches and managers and stuff like that that have been inducted in there See, over the year, like Patty Quinn's in there. Yeah, yeah. But the, the cool thing is that, as, as we said, it's like a Hockey Hall of Fame. It's hockey, not just NHL. Because they had um, uh, Trechek in there. That's right. And That's he's right. never played in the NHL, oh, yeah. but he's a legendary goalie. He's inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's really cool. Really cool. So it's amazingly cool. you got to go see that. And then the very last thing uh, that you go into, sort of, in the, if you follow their route around, is you come into this big old part of, the, probably the oldest part of the building. It looks like it's in quite an old old building. Like, yeah, it almost yeah, looks yeah. like a church. Yeah. You know? uh, it's the church, is, church of hockey. Perfectly fitting. <laughs> and... Um, and in there are all the trophies, all the big trophies. Heart Memorial, won. the Vesna, the Rocket Richard, everything. A, a, any of those trophies that you can think of, um, all the big trophies that get awarded every year are in there. And uh, sitting amongst, right in the middle of them all, is uh, Lord Stanley's mug. Which is amazing and way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's totally amazing. So for me personally, I've, I've uh, met up with the Stanley Cup twice in my life. Once, um, about 15 years ago, when my sister was working as a radio presenter in London, and uh, they br- had the, the cup came to the radio station, and uh, my sister called up and said, you got to get your ass over here, the, the Stanley Cup is here right now. And so yeah. I remember jumping, I think, in a taxi or something, and whizzing over. And I got a picture of me with the cup then, not 15 years ago, and sure enough, our paths crossed again a couple of weeks ago. And so you and I were there. And uh, got up and close and personal with the cup and uh, got a picture uh, taken of us both with the Stanley Cup. And it's on our Instagram and uh, Twitter pages if anybody wants to see it. We, uh, we've seen the cup. So that's the Hockey Hall of Fame. Now remember, this is a day when we're seeing the Leafs that night. But somewhere in between there was another Canada uh, World Junior Championships game. Yeah, so th- this was the great thing about the Hockey Hall of Fame is that when you go in and you scan your tickets, they give you a little stamp so you can go out and grab food or there, a drink or go to the toilet to. or whatever. You've got to. There's so much to see. You could spend, literally, I could have spent a week in there. Oh, 100%. Uh, so you can't see it all in one go. We saw watch so much, we had to go and get something to eat. So they let you out and you can come back in later. So we went out because we wanted to catch the Canada game. Canada was This was the Canada-Finland game, I believe. Yep. And uh, so we went, nipped out, and went to a sports bar, uh, grabbed something to eat, and watched the Canada game. Yeah. Then went back to the Hockey Hall of Fame for another dose of uh, of the amazing church Finished of, church off of everything hockey. there that we could get in the time. <laughs> everything that we could pack in. Because we knew we had to hightail it back to the hotel and uh, get our jerseys on and get ready for the hockey game. Uh, so we went back and uh, put our jerseys on. Uh, I'm, I was wearing a current Tavares jersey. You are wearing a Marner jersey. And um, and we uh, jumped in an Uber and went over to Scotiabank. Which is electric outside before you even get in, right? It was totally amazing, right? Uh, like, I thought, well, we'll live in, we'll leave in loads of time, but I don't want to be inside for hours sitting around waiting for the game to start. We get there and the queues are already huge. <laughs> the queue to get in. So there was about an hour left be- to go before game time. It was an hour and a half because we left early because I was like, I want to be there so I don't want to yeah. miss anything. I was worried something would happen and we'd, get, yeah. we'd be late or whatever. And when you're paying money and, and I mean, it's the lease, you don't want to miss a minute. So we got there about an hour and a half early and the queue to get in and remember, everybody already has a ticket. Yeah. So just to get in and through the scanners and all that rubbish, uh, it must have been half an hour at least. Oh, we were, 100%, yeah. we were stood there. The Outside game. in the cold, because it and was still cold. It was cold, and we <laughs> were just wearing jerseys. Yeah. It was the one day we were like, we're not taking a big coat to Scotiabank. 
uh, we're just going to wear a jersey and like a t-shirt. Yeah. And I was freezing. <laughs> outside. It was warmer. <laughs> was, it was warmer in the ring. Everybody knew it was warmer inside than it was outside. I was bloody freezing that night. And uh, so we're standing in the queue. Every, uh, just a sea of Leafs nations. Every single human being had a had a Leafs jersey on of some kind. And it was great because you get a you get a different um, perspective of the eras. Because I saw a family with like the kids wearing like current Marner Matthews jerseys, and the parents wearing like Sundin and Sittler or something totally, like that. It was totally so cool. Totally awesome. Loads of Ballard era uh, logos and whatnot. Yeah, someone would have a Sittler one on. Dad jo- would have a Johnny Sittler Bauer one on. or something. Johnny Bauer. There's loads of people with Johnny Bauer jerseys and stuff. Totally amazing. Everybody in a great mood. Everybody's so nice and friendly in the in the lineup, waiting to get in and whatnot. Finally get in, and uh, and and it's huge and spacious in there. So remembering that on a previous podcast, I mentioned that I saw I went to Madison Square Garden and saw the Rangers uh, in lo- November. Yeah, and uh, it was good. First time I've been to yeah, Madison yeah. Square Gardens. It was fantastic. Um, but I mean, I, you know, no knock on New York or anything else or Madison Square Garden. It's a great place. I hope to go again soon. Um, but uh, it's not a patch on Scotiabank. I mean, Scotiabank oh, no. is it's newer. It was, well, it's much newer. It's huge. It's spacious. The, there's a million different things to eat in there. Uh, you know, a million different places to get drinks. A huge shop. So we went in there and got some more leaf stuff. Hats, parks. Got, got some more hats and stuff. And... Uh, and got a couple of drinks and a slice of pizza from Pizza yeah, Pizza, yeah. and um, and went and found our seats. And uh, and when we went to the gate in you know the little tunnely gate where you go yeah, in to get your seats, we were expecting to be like I'm directed thinking, up or something. Yeah, I'm thinking this can't be right because we're too close here. Even yeah. even just coming out of the gate is too close. And you show your tickets to the steward, and he's like, "Oh no, you guys are down there," and he points down, you know, right down to the rink, and we were literally um, behind one of the goalies. And uh, yeah, we were literally behind the Islanders' net in the gold seats, uh, which I think means you're inside like sort of the first 14 or 15 rows or whatever in the bowl. I mean, you could it, it was about going down the stairs, I'd say it's about four paces to touch the glass from where we oh, were. Oh, like literally, like a couple, like a couple stairs, and you're a couple there. steps, and you're just like standing at the, at the glass. And um, it, I was just blown away, I couldn't believe the seats were so great. And uh, the, the the atmosphere was totally electric. They had people running around in there, uh, geeing up the crowd, yeah, getting yeah. everybody revved up, and there's like flags being passed around, all that stuff, which is pretty standard fare for for uh, even it was like even like that at the Knights game. Yeah. Um, but it was just totally amazing. The light show, big laser show. They oh, turn, the, the intro was crazy. They turn the ice surface into basically a TV, right? It's, like, like literally a projector. It's like a, yeah, it's like a projection screen. It's it's not even lights. It's like a video yeah. that they play on there. And all that stuff starts up and everything else. And just using the app, you can order drinks and food right to your seats. Only if you're in gold. It, in the section that we're in. <laughs> it's just like, boop, boop, boop. Hey, Finn, you want another slice of pizza? Oh, not really. I'm full. Ah, saw it. We're getting one anyway. Yeah, Someone yeah. will bring it. <laughs> And so we had loads of beer, loads of pizza. Least square off against the Islanders. We know we're in with a chance. Final score of that game? 3-0. And who were the scorers? Do you remember? Um, Are you fir- going to remember yeah, that? No, the first one was Pierre Engvall off that um, through-the-leg spin pass yeah. from Kasperi Kapanen. Beautiful. Second one was uh, a Mitch Marner shot tipped by Austin Matthews, which everyone went crazy because it's Matthews. Yeah. And the final goal was an empty net by Zach Hyman. Yeah. It's just an amazing game. Do you remember the hero of the game? Uh, yes. So, Freddie doesn't start. 
no we were like who's in net there and it was clutch uh, to be honest we were hoping to see, i was hoping to see freddy i was hoping to see freddy because he's out, the main guy out comes hutchinson hutchinson and uh and i'm just like holy holy shit they're starting to hutch yeah yeah, yeah. and uh so mixed emotions there it's like oh so you're hoping to see freddy and whatever it's like hang on you know this could be really good and uh and sure enough you know three nil we watch hutch record his first shout out as a leaf and it wasn't it like first win of the year as well or something possibly first possibly. one of the year or like first shout out as a leaf whatever it, he uh first star oh, the right? saves were first... crazy oh, like okay. his highlight saves if you watch the game like you know when they do the highlights they're mostly goals or plays or anything yeah hutchinson had like the goal saves on the on the proper highlight reel right yeah and um the all those big saves he made were with uh, uh at our end so we got literally got um hutchinson's perspective on the whole thing as well so when he made the butterfly windmill save yeah which it was just crazy totally it was literally the best totally amazing like the most amazing game to to have seen and um so we watched the leafs win three nil hutch gets a shout out first uh, i think he was the first player of the game first star first star yep and um and you know and i'd only just cracked a beer and it ended so we hung around in there you know everybody in just the most awesome mood finally walk out of the scotia bank center and i'm like let's go get you know we got to go get something something to eat or whatever and we look just right across from scotia bank and if you've been there before there's a do you remember the name of the place no it was literally just down the street oh it's gonna come to me um we literally walk out and there's a sports bar there and it's such a sports bar that there's booths you know booth tables in there so there's there's big screen tvs all over the sh- all over yep. the place and and then in the there's all booth seating and even in the booth each booth has its own big which, which you TV. can ask for what game you want as well in the booth yeah so p- some people are watching the football because nfl was happening at the time but literally every human being packed into that place in every seat and every inch of standing room is wearing a leafs jersey it's like the leafs pub that you go to um right after the game or whatever and uh, so anyway, we pushed in there, and just to keep the whole Canadian thing rolling, you ordered poutine. Yeah, it was a huge bowl of poutine. <laughs> Big old huge bowl of poutine, a couple more beers and that sort of thing to round off the night and then head back to the hotel. Probably one of the best days of hockey in my entire life. Hockey Hall of Fame, World Canada, or Canada World Juniors, and Leafs all in one day. Totally, incredibly amazing. It was literally the best experience ever. It was. It was. Just a, a day never, ever to be forgotten. Oh, I also had a, a, a nice picture with the CN Tower. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, so, was, which was all lit up because at night. That's right. It was looking, looking gorgeous, um, CN Tower and that sort of thing. So anyway, I mean, that day was fantastic, but obviously exhausting as well. We oh, 100%. About a yeah. billion miles and everything else and just cheering and screaming and everything that happened that day, um, you know, hit, hit the sheets that night, totally exhausted. Wake up the next day, and there is one thing left to do. Still in Toronto, um, we've seen the Leafs. We've watched a uh, watched a Canada game from a sports pub. We've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Just one thing left to do. We had to outdoor skate in uh, Mason Phillips Square. Nathan Phillips. Nathan Phillips Square. I'm thinking of Madison Square Garden. It was like <laughs> a bit of a hybrid there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathan Phillips Square, it, which is the square outside of the uh, city hall in Toronto. They put a huge rink up there. Um, outside and again it's literally i couldn't believe it you literally just walk up and there's just benches you put on your skates and you start skating there's nobody there to ask there's no one there to pay there's no nonsense like that it's just free come and have a skate big old like light up toronto sign as well oh yeah so if you see it on pictures or whatever if, again it, you'll see it on our instagram if you look um, but if you if that, you might see it in uh, you know you could just find pictures of it if you looked it up there's a huge huge sign that says toronto really gorgeous 
colored sign uh, with letters that are like 10, 15 feet tall. So it's really long. It's as long as the whole rink. And so we got some pictures of us skating in Nathan Phillips Square as well. So we took, took our skates with us uh, to Toronto and uh, went outdoor skating at Nathan Phillips Square. I mean, the day after the, the hockey day of, the, of our lifetime or whatever. Absolutely perfect day. You, but that was only the start of that day. Yeah, we we literally um we were skating by like ten, and then we were like and then we we're like we don't really know what to do now and there's nothing nothing else that uh, we could do just in the day in Toronto because we're thinking about well, the there, CN there, Tower there's loads and stuff. Of, loads of other things that we could do, but it was sort of like a moment of decision. It's like right, do what we, do we want to do? Right? Yeah, what do we do next? And then I was suddenly like, hey Finn, is today the gold medal game for the for the World Hockey? championships yeah and i i i downloaded the app the day before because they had they they have like a double ahf app but it wasn't working but you had to like delete it and then download a new one or something but i had the app and i looked at my app and i was like it's today yeah so we then literally took we we took a an uber straight back to the hotel jumped jumped in our truck yep and went back to uh london to sports pub yeah i met up with um Shona and Dan. yeah so met up with some family so so yeah so we uh went back to the bft big fat truck the big, the big fat truck and uh jumped in it and and barreled back to london uh to meet up with some family and also some friends um in a sports bar gold medal game uh you know game not in canada but i'll tell you what um you know for those people that live in the uk or whatever that may be listening imagine that england is playing in the world cup final yeah uh and you went into any sports bar in, it's uh, just full with everyone wearing Canada jerseys so, and stuff. So we, we barreled it back to London, uh, made a quick stop to grab our Canada jerseys and chuck those yep. out. Uh, went straight to the bar, massive, massive screen TV. I mean, I'm talking, you know, uh, 20 foot wide by 10 foot tall or something like, like that. Like multiple 50 inch TVs. Huge, huge TV. Uh, pub packed with Canada, crazy Canada fans that are already drunk at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and watch the gold medal game, and um, and sure enough, really good game, really good beer, <laughs> and food, and uh, and Canada wins the gold medal, but not easily, right? So playing yeah, against yeah, Russia, yeah. playing against Russia in the final, and we go down, I believe, three nil. Yes, yes, we do. Three nil. Uh, poke one back in, and I think we come into the. I, I could have this wrong. I, I think that we're in the second period, and we're like still three one down uh, I'm, I'm just looking at here it says uh final sc- uh oh wait no, 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 no uh, let me find it uh, so um you know we've not opened it up very well and everybody including myself is thinking oh god we knew this would happen russia blew us out earlier on in the t- tournament six nil and they're com- completely going to do it to us again uh, but but canada's reached really deep and uh, somehow found another gear completely and um came back from that uh from that and i believe so i'm thinking it was something like three three one i think and then we scored like we had to score three unanswered goals to win the gold and we did uh and canada i believe ended up with a score of four three yep i just got the game here four three so uh, it was my was my uh commentary anything like the truth there no yeah it was i was trying to find it okay right so anyway as you can imagine as they start to rally back, the whole like the whole vibe and the heartbeat of the pub picks up. Everyone's right? just screaming at every penalty, Everybody's every play, hanging on every drop of the puck, 
everything's happening and suddenly we're like holy smokes we're completely turning it around here and uh canada claws their way back from 3-1 yep and uh ends up with a final score of 4-3 to take the gold medal uh, beat russia for the gold medal the place totally erupts everyone goes crazy it un unbelievable now somewhere um during this game and remember this is sort of day two of the hockey experience of a lifetime some sometime during the, uh this game uh in strolls my friend john again from the earlier story about um going tubing and he walks up to you and uh and he hands you something he hands me a, a mitch marner st pat's jersey um, as a, as you said, belated birthday present because my birthday was in December, which is totally amazing, right? So just so amazing because I I don't have a St. Patrick's jersey. I have an Arena's jersey. I have a white, blue Maple Leafs current jersey. Yeah. Um, like I have like an old like Ballard Leafs jersey. I have literally right. almost every like Leafs jersey, but not a St. Pat's. The St. Pat's being one of those um, one-off jerseys that were was produced for the centennial year, and uh, so here it is. A uh, uh, he hands it to him. It's in a bag. Uh, in the in a clear Ziploc bag and says, uh, you know, here you go. It's a Marner St. Pat's jersey, which is just totally incredible, right? And I was so happy. <laughs> and then he says, open it up. Yeah, so I opened it up and um, opened, opened up the jersey, saw the St. Pat's, turned it around to the number and inside the, the six yeah. uh, on the number is uh, signed by Mitch Marner. Yeah, a signed Mitch Marner St. Pat's jersey. Which is the best thing I'm getting ever. tingles up my spine just talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, I know, right? It's incredible. So, um, John is connected through his brother. Um, you know, uh, Mitch being a, a hometown guy uh, in Toronto and whatnot. Um, and we're talking about some guys here that grew up around London. Um, John has a connection through his brother to Mitch Marner. And, and they got Mitch to sign the shirt. So, um, in the middle of the gold medal hockey game, where Canada's trying to beat Russia... Finn is is handed a signed Mitch limited edition Mitch Marner St. Pat's jersey, which I was so happy. Mitch Marner is my favorite player. I had his sticks. I went to saw him play live, get an assist, and now I got a signed St. Pat's jersey. Totally amazing! Totally amazing that that happened. Um, somewhere in there. Uh, so anyway, that that was the end of that day. We can't. I can't add any more to that. So two um, incredible days of of hockey there. Uh, then we went, we rented the rink at Dorchester again. Yep. Um, went along in there, brought our stuff and everything else. We, we'd, um, reserved the rink, same rink, uh, you know, three in the afternoon or something like that. Beautiful day. Walk in there and the Zamboni guy catches us on the way and he's like, Hey, you guys want, uh, you, you want me to flood the rink? And, uh, and I was like, well, I don't know who was on it last. Oh, just some guys playing shinny or whatever. And I said, oh, God, don't bother on our account. And this is like half an hour before our t- slot Yeah, we, we got there extra early just to get uh, some nice and he's uh, like, pictures oh, and stuff. Oh, great. Well, if you don't want it flooded, you just jump on whenever you want. Yeah. So we jumped on and uh, in the end played uh, half an hour before our slot started, played for an hour then. And then like 15 minutes after. So 15 minutes after because he never came back and, the, and nobody, nobody had the ice booked after us on either pad. So coming back to the whole ice thing. Both times that we were there, they had excess ice. <laughs> they, no one, no one was on the ice after us, or and no one was on the other pad while we were there. Either time, both times we walked out and there was no one on either ice. The ice was just empty with no one on it. Which is crazy. And that's just one rink, one little rink in one little town, of the th- tens of thousands of rinks there probably is in Canada. I don't know how many there are there, but anyway, amazing experience. Skated so m- I've never skated so much in such a short period <laughs> right. of time. Uh, skated uh, outdoors twice, 
indoors twice. Um, you know, in watched, the space of just under two weeks. Watched all that hockey. Totally amazing. Came back. My legs are still sore. I went to hockey practice on Monday night. My legs are shot still. Just ju- ju- just before uh, we we uh, like try and wrap anything up or whatever. Yeah. We went back to Home's Sport Exchange. That's right. And we got our skate sharpened. That and while we were right. waiting to get our skate sharpened, what did you find? Uh, oh, right. So we go back in there. Remember, Herm Sports is a place that um, we always get our skates. They take care of our skates when we're in Canada. They are geniuses with uh, with skates. Uh, it's so important to get your skates sharpened by the right by guys who know uh, by people that know what they're doing. And uh, Herm's are are absolute geniuses at it. So um, we stop back in. Remember that we've got we picked up a pair of Pro Stock sticks, true sticks for Finn, and. Uh, we stop back in because we want to get them sharp, and we always get. I always try and get my skate sharpened if I'm home right before I leave as well. So they've got a nice Canada sharpening on them for when I get back to the UK. Walked in there, and sure enough, they had uh, another pro stock stick that was not there the day that we got your sticks. No. This one uh, is a pro stock prototype stick, true stick. Yep. Of the new AX9, which to this date has not been released publicly. Nope, it, um, it got released as a prototype on January 1st. Only to NHL. Only to, well, Mitch Marner's been using it since the start, right? And a yeah. few NHL players have yeah, been yeah. using it since the start. But it's been like just released as like the proper like final idea kind of thing. That's right. So the On final, January 1st. Yes, the final version of it, uh, the, the actual sale version, I think, comes out this Friday. Yep. And I've had one for now uh, over, well over a week. Uh, so they had one there, and it's a pro stock, uh, again, a pro stock stick. Uh, the new AX9, yep. and uh, they hooked me up with one of those, a, left, a, a beautiful lefty. Uh, it's sharpened our skate, so another new stick out of Herms, another <laughs> true stick out of Herms. Uh, took beautiful care of our skates and that sort of thing. Um, and so that we were all ready to go uh, back, to, back to the UK with that stuff. And, uh, and so, again, another uh, question that we can answer for people that might be wondering um, who haven't traveled a lot with their hockey stuff. Uh, the question is, how do airlines handle sticks? Uh, what's the deal? And so the answer with that is that sticks, as long as you're checking a bag on, and if you're a hockey player, generally that might be, let's say, your hockey bag. Which we had a we bought a hockey bag. We, were we also had another hockey bag full of uh, hockey kit and stuff that we bought to, to bring back because it's so much cheaper there. Um, so if you're checking a bag in the hold of the plane, you're allowed to take a maximum of two sticks with you. And the only um, the only caveat there is that the sticks have to be taped together. So, um, so, so now you know. There's no extra charge for taking your sticks on an airplane. So um, if you happen to be in North America or somewhere where sticks are way cheaper than here, which is almost anywhere... Uh, and you want to buy a couple sticks, there's no extra charge to bring your sticks back as long as you're already checking a bag. So you check your bag, and then uh, they consider these things oversized, but they're so light that there's no extra charge. You can bring up to two sticks as long as they're taped together. Per bag. Per bag. Per bag. And because we were checking two bags on, they let us bring, we were bringing three sticks back, and they had no problem with that at all. Uh, And they traveled safely and fine and came out the other end. And in fact, a man came and handed them to us. They didn't put them on the belts or anything like that. (laughs) Somebody actually physically took them off the plane and brought them and handed them to us by hand because they knew that they could tell that they were expensive. So, um, so pro sticks, bunch of pro sticks, uh, skates in great shape. Uh, Herms, we were in there, I think, four or five times during during our trip there. I just can't speak highly enough about this place. If you are anywhere near southwestern Ontario ever in your travels, 
please go to Herm's Sport Exchange. They're at the corner, sort of the corner of Warncliffe and Southdale in uh, in London. Just absolutely lovely people. Every person that you talk to when you walk in the door there, they're absolutely fantastic. I can't wait till the next time that I go in there. Check them out. Anyway, um, that sort of rounds up our trip. I mean, then there was a the trip back and everything else and blah, blah, blah. But um, But what an incredible, what an incredible hockey adventure that was. Yeah, one last thing I'd like to bring up before we wrap this up. Go on. Is before is uh before on the podcast we talked about um how you can barely get NHL games here and we've also talked about uh the timings and things like for us to watch a Leafs game, um which it, we have to, we have to wait up till like midnight here, uh, even though it's only a seven p.m. face off in Canada or North America, um, uh, but yeah, so being over there we got to watch every single NHL uh NHL team's game at a reasonable time. So we were watching hockey every live hockey every single night, including uh, the Winter Classic between Dallas and I'm gonna say Nashville. It was Dallas and Nashville, uh, in in Texas, I think it was. Um, but we got to watch all those games at normal times, which was a great experience. Yeah, absolutely cool, amazing. So um, that sort of sums up Canada trip. Uh, just really quickly, Leafs. Uh, I mean. It, Again, apologies for those people that have been waiting for us to come back on for a while. Hopefully now you can sort of understand why we why we haven't um, been able to pull a podcast together for um, a couple of weeks. We were planning on doing one while we were out there, but we just couldn't get our act together. We were so busy either watching hockey or playing hockey. Uh, we didn't manage to do it. Leafs, uh, since we were last on, have uh, been on a bit of a roller coaster ride. They ended a really long streak. They, they Ten game point streak. They had a ten game point streak, meaning that they didn't, lose any of those games lose any game in regulation they lost an overtime they lost an overtime but they they had a a, a pulled a a minimum of a point away from 10 games in a row uh they um they lost that streak um, but they do they've rallied since uh they played again last night and it was a a big game big scoring game um seven seven four final score matthews matthews pulls a hat trick yep and uh, a couple goals i'm gonna say from uh hyman Hyman, Tavares, Gauthier, Nylander, Willie Nee, and the rest are math. Really great game. So, uh, again, off to a good start. We're third in the division at the moment. Third in the division behind Boston and Tampa. And uh, I think we are 19th in the league. 11th. 11th in the league. Yep. I don't know what I was thinking with 19th. Maybe it's my dyslexia or something. <laughs> um, and so, Leafs are having a really, really... Um, we're back on it again. We're looking good. We're in really good shape um, for this time of the year, having had a really abysmal start. Um, new coach Keith is just doing a fantastic job with the team. I've never seen them looking happier, and um, they just look like they're enjoying the game again. Yeah, well, it sort of started out this year looking a bit not unsure. You know? Scared to try anything because because we've been seeing recently as soon as um so when Bows is doing it, they're afraid to try anything. They're just playing old school, almost not not I'm not gonna say boring, but like kind of dull hockey, right? Just like passing, trying to go on a rush, passing, trying to go on a rush, defending a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then here we have goals where Matthew does a spin around a backhand pass to Marner in the slot and it goes in. Yeah. And then like when we were there, Kapanen put it through his legs and deked out a defender and also backhanded, spin, span it to Engvall and went in. Yep. But they, so they're starting to try things and it's working. Yeah, for sure. The because magic. They're, they're, There's magic there. They have the skill to do it, right? That's we, right. Well, the reason we spent so much money and everyone everyone trips least, least, uh, player, uh, well, least fans and the lease organization for spending so much money on forwards, but it pays off. Yeah, we have people like T- uh, Tavares, Marner, uh, Nylander, Matthews. Uh, Riley is a, an amazing defenseman. That's right. Anderson is a steal. To yeah, be honest, yeah. he's like only like five mil or whatever, yeah. but he he's like 
in top 10 for Vesna for or sure, whatever. For sure. Great goalie. And, uh, but that, that's the Leafs at the moment. Yeah. So Leafs doing great. Um, but I think we're going to cut, we're going to cut it short there. We wanted to do a special edition, just sort of covering off this incredible hockey adventure that we've been on. Um, we know that loads of you that, that listen to the podcast are Leafs fans like we are, but I, th- but we also know that the majority of you, um, are just hockey fans in general. So we thought you might enjoy hearing the story of us going on this sort of two guys packing up their sticks and skates and going off to Canada on a bit of a hockey road trip. It couldn't have been any better. Um, we absolutely loved it. Um, and we're looking forward to doing it again sometime uh, again in the future. So just some time left for a couple of shout-outs, really. Yeah. Uh, we already mentioned Herms. I won't go on about them. They are brilliant. And we, we do love the, the, all of them as a, as a shop, and we really hope that you um, check them out. They're on Instagram and and uh, and Twitter if you're if you're not around Canada and whatnot. Have, drop in and have a look. Say hi. Um, that sort of thing. Uh, of course, true hockey um, are just amazing people, and, um, and they always... Uh, add a little you know add a little bit of their magic uh to help us out here and there with uh, with some amazing kit and stuff like that um and uh, of course uh beer league republic also I, I forgot to mention that on the very first day that we arrived there was a lovely package sitting there waiting for me from beer league republic that they'd sent to my sister's house with some amazing new uh, an amazing new sweatshirt in there and a free t-shirt they chucked in as well thank you very much um, that we tried to show off in some of the pictures that you'll see on Instagram um, from their Milk and Honey movement. Big up, uh, Beer League Republic. We are huge fans and really proud members of the Beer League Republic. Uh, so they're um, near Toronto as well. So big up to those guys. As always, big up to Crosscheck Clothing, who are um, sim- a similar outfit that are here in the UK, in the north of the country, I think around Rotherham. Um, we've got uh, great places to get your uh, skates and hockey kit over here. Uh, we have Puck Stop uh, up in Sheffield, I believe. Yep. Um, great place. We talked about earlier when we were talking about um, family owned, family operated. We love that. Absolute huge shop. Great shop. Um, probably the be- the biggest ho- uh, ice hockey shop in uh, in the country. I would say. Definitely, and then also down near us, we have uh, All Star Sports. All Star Sports in Swindon. Um, another great guy there, Ian Clark. Uh, has that shop going and great people in there that also know I- exactly well what they're doing with a pair of skates if you need them sharpened around uh, around the um, Oxfordshire Wiltshire area uh, big shout out to Bionic Skate Blades as always um, my blades are amazing I got them properly sharpened while I was over there still look amazing and are the best blades somewhere back in the in the story we were talking about Kitchener Ontario and that happens to be the home of the sports screen which is probably the elite piece of training equipment that you can possibly get um, if you or uh, the young pe- younger people in your family are into hockey and you don't want your uh, garage door wrecked or maybe they practice inside and you don't want a wall full of puck holes. <laughs> uh, sports screen is this amazing piece of kit that comes down almost like a projector screen in style, but it's a, me- it's a tough mesh that keeps pucks from penetrating into the door, gar- uh, garage door or into the wall behind it. It uh, comes up and comes down so it doesn't have to always be um, in your face there's interchangeable things that you can put on there we have one with a goalie on our on our driveway and so you can also get them with a lacrosse goalie and i think with a a catcher from um uh from ball uh so the sports screen that um check them out sportscreen.com they're on instagram and uh, twitter fantastic bunch of people fantastic piece of kit yep uh is that will that will that do it for now i think so uh 
Thanks so much for listening to our story. Um, I know this episode was a bit rambling, but we, w- we just wanted to share with you, uh, you know, a father and a son who totally love hockey, and that's what our podcast is all about. And for us, so much of that was captured in this amazing hockey adventure that we've just been on. Um, so we hope you don't mind having uh, us having shared those stories with you. Um, big up the Leafs. We're going to do it this year. I feel really good about it. Um, you know, we're in a good spot heading towards playoff time, and uh, and I think we could really do it this year. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you haven't started following us, do it because we put loads of pictures and videos on there all the time about our exploits and, and those around um, UK hockey leagues, and uh, including women's hockey and, and uh, men's hockey. Try and get we try and cover it all. Hopefully, um, Cliffy, you'll notice Cliffy wasn't on this episode just because we wanted to blabber on about our trip. Um, hopefully, we'll get Cliffy back on for the next episode and he covers all the UK stuff. Anyway, I've rambled on long enough. Thanks so much for following us, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.